In this episode, we go down a path that is truly close to my heart. We talk about the martial arts as a way of life. The combat arts, in one form or another, are key components of the warrior archetype. Our guest today is Travis DeLeo. This young man was forged in the martial arts from a very young age and has set an unwavering example for our younger generation of warriors. DeLeo is a co-founder of Warriors Magazine, which is a magazine focused on living a self-defense lifestyle. Gentlemen, join us in this must-listen-to episode where we discuss the realities of self-defense, the mindset to stay aware, why our younger generation needs to wake the fuck up, and the importance of martial arts in our life. Stand by. Welcome to the Man of War podcast, where we forge men into warriors and get them battle-ready for the game of life. Learn warrior hacks that strengthen your mindset, self-confidence, courage, and personal protection skills. Unlock a life that embodies a warrior spirit for dynamic success in life and in business. If you're joining us for the first time, you're tuning in to the one and only podcast that empowers you to achieve greatness by living the warrior lifestyle. Each show, we interview elite men from around the globe and delve deep into their mindset and daily rituals, uncovering their secrets to success. I'm Rafa Conde, founder and creator of the Man of War Movement. Join me on this life-altering journey where we recharge your mind, body, and spirit. Rise and night, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde, and I am your host. Today's show is so close to my heart. We're going to be talking about the martial arts as a way of life. We're not just going to discuss kicking and punching in self-defense. We're going to go much deeper into that where the martial arts can strengthen so many aspects of your life. Before we get started, first off, I want to say thank you for all the emails that I have received, all the DMs that I've received on Instagram. Man, that is truly an honor to me. Gentlemen are reaching out to me from all over the world. I love it. I mean, I'm talking about Spain, Venezuela, Argentina, Russia, China. I mean, our podcast is going out there across the world, and I am just absolutely stoked. I am so thrilled that what we have here, that the message that we're letting out here and disseminating to you guys, you can actually implement it and integrate it into your life and start walking the warrior's path. There are no gimmicks here. This is not a quick shortcut. This is not about teaching you marketing skills or how to be a millionaire and all that bullshit. The bottom line, this is about gaining control of your life, gaining control of your body, mind, and spirit, aligning them to be a stronger man for yourself, for your family, and for society. It's about being a fucking warrior. My brothers, if you have not done so already, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It is so important for us. That'll keep us ranking high on iTunes, and it'll definitely get this podcast out to even more people. I mean, we have been trending up, I got to tell you, unbelievably here over the last few months. We have been just trending higher every single day. We're getting thousands and thousands of listens. I want to continue trending that way and putting this into good, solid, warrior-minded men's hands from all over the world. This is what a movement is. This is what the Man of War movement is. All right, on another note, join hundreds of warrior-minded men just like yourself right now that have joined the Warrior Development Academy online. It is an unbelievable membership online training course to get you set walking the warrior's path. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of resources 
every other week you're going to be getting virtual training lessons you're going to have webinars and i'm also setting up the new platform now that it's called war dev interactive where we're literally going to be able to interact with each other myself included and along with my war dev coaches do not miss it get two weeks for free right now at forgingawarrior.com also if you want your free manual okay and i've had tremendous positive feedback on this it is at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual all right last but not least check me out on my new instagram is growing daily at man of war with two r's all right gentlemen without further ado let's get right into the show travis DeLeo, welcome to the man of war podcast brother it is an honor to have you on Thank you, Rafa. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm looking forward to it. And first of all, before we get going, I just want to thank you for your service to the community and to our country. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So this is uh, we were having a conversation before the recording here, and you're you're a man full of a mission, full of a passion of what you do. And I love that. Um, tell our audience, give a glimpse on about who you are. So who I am, that's, there's a lot underneath that question, uh, a lot to, to fill that with. I am a 29-year-old male from Central PA. I grew up here. I live here. And I grew up in love with sports, in love with sports. I grew up in martial arts. And... My entire family was involved in martial arts. I grew up in Taekwondo, got my black belt when I was, I believe, eight years old, and was watching the Karate Kid movies, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, all that stuff. And I, ju I just grew up around that mentality of, of toughness, and I owe that to my parents. So I, I have to say that the person that I am now, the person I grew up to be is a, is a reflection of the parents that they were. So I first and foremost want to thank them for everything because I wouldn't be where I am without them. And I bring that up because everything in my life, who I am, I'm a very humble person. I'm a, a person who respects my elders. I'm a, I'm a loving person and I believe in hard work and I believe in passion and ambition and going after something that you believe in and taking a risk, a calculated risk in whatever it is that you believe in. And that is, that is basically who I am as a person. But, you know, growing up, things weren't so easy. I grew up basically being bullied because I was super small. I was not growing for whatever reason. I was up and down the East Coast, doctors, you name it, checking to see why I wasn't growing. And, you know, long story short there is that when I was 18, I was finally diagnosed with uh, hyperthyroidism and Graves disease, which, you know, is a, is a nice combo package for an 18 year old trying to find his way. And basically the doctor said, if you don't take care of this, you will die. And I remember looking at the doctor asking him that. And whenever he said that, it just changed everything for me. And, and I decided that, you know what? I'm going to listen. I'm going to be disciplined. And I believe, and I, I say that, you know, not for sympathy or anything, but I say that because 
I believe that the most successful people on earth are those who experience trials and tribulations throughout their entire life. And that experience, amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. And that experience right there. I mean, at the time it was, it was the worst hell that, that I can imagine. I'd be home depressed, you know, why me, why this, why that, you know, 18, I didn't understand. And, you know, I'm not fully matured. I, I don't have a girlfriend, none of this stuff. And I'm being bullied at school and just everything is bad. And I decided once I got this disease or condition, whatever you want to call it, cured, that I was going to make up for lost time. And that's exactly what I did. And so from that point on, I decided to go to the gym for two hours, twice a day, three days in a row with one day off. And I did that for an entire nine months and completely reshaped my life and turned all that anger and frustration from my life and recycle that into a new person. And literally people would walk by me, not recognize me. And I'd go home and say, you know, so-and-so, you know, what's, what's going on? They, they walked right by me. And, you know, after a few weeks of that, you know, my mom tells me, Hey, you know, I, I, I don't think they recognize you. And so that's how dramatic of a change it was. And so, you know, fast forward, I, I get my my uh, bachelor of science degree from kinesiology from Penn State. I get my master's of science from the University of Pittsburgh. And I began doing research for the Center for Disease Control and Exercise Physiology. Was part of the Ebola response, you know, epidemic. Uh, we were one of two labs that worked on that. And all along, I'm still training martial arts. I'm still getting involved with everything around martial arts, still reading, learning, training, and just always came back to that root of martial arts. I I just, you know, no matter what I did, I always came back around to that. And I just, I guess it's something that's in your blood maybe, or maybe just you're born with it. But when I was 25 years old, that's whenever my father hit me with this idea of Warriors Magazine and just just the frustration and the anger of my past just it's just still there and i just have this overwhelming desire to be successful and to help others so the magazine itself when your when your dad came to you and said hey you know what let's kick it off let's try to do something what was the mission behind you know the warriors magazine because the reason i got to tell you when i first saw it i'm like fuck man the warriors magazine you know this is what in my opinion my soul you know everything in me is about the warrior spirit the warrior mentality right the warrior lifestyle so i reached out to you immediately and i said man you know i need to know what this warrior magazine is all about so initially what was your mission i mean what was the identifying objective bam that you wanted to put out for you know readers of your publication yeah i mean Initially, I got to tell you, it is nothing what it is right now. Uh, The the initial uh, idea behind this was that my father, uh, his name is Steve DeLeo. He's the he's the editor in chief, and and this is his this is his baby. This is his idea, and uh, and like like I told you before, you know, I'm pretty much just his indentured servant, you know, making it come to life, you know, helping out a little bit. But um, basically, he was writing for magazines like 
Taekwondo Times. He was a columnist for that and a couple others in the United Kingdom, uh, Combat and Fighters magazine, uh, interviewed, you know, all kinds of guys in the industry from, you know, Randy Couture to Master Toddy's manager and, um, you know, <clears throat> Wally J, uh, you know, Superfoot Wallace, all these guys, Takabuda. And he's like, you know what? I have all this experience why don't I just start my own magazine? Because he wasn't able to get his ideas out the way that he wanted to. He said, screw it. I'm just going to do it myself. So that's where it started. And to be honest, we really didn't have like the exact idea of where we wanted it to go. We just, he just knew that he wanted it. And so we sat down a while and we talked about it. And for, from the beginning, he knew he wanted to call it Warriors Magazine. And that's because he's obsessed with Japanese culture and the samurai. And if you look at our emblem, it's the, you know, Japanese uh, headpiece, sure. you know, the samurai headpiece. So, so that's, that's really the idea behind the initial uh, start of the magazine. And as we began getting into it, we began researching and, you know, like everything, it evolves. And we thought, you know what, let's, let's think about the mission. You know, what, what, what exactly do we want to do with it? And, you know, with everything going on in the world, with all these active shooters and, and you know, a lot of uh, robberies and, and, and rapes and just <clears throat> all this victimization, we thought, let's do self-defense. You know, that's, that's kind of my dad's bread and butter anyway. He's always favored that in Taekwondo and not so much the forms or the, you know, the one steps and all that stuff, which I have my own separate opinion about. But we thought, let's teach things, not teach, let's bring in experts that have experience or have taught people that eventually have experience in real world self-defense. Because there's so much bullshit out there and that is just cluttered on social media, on YouTube, the internet, with all these supposed gurus that know everything about self-defense and becoming and being a warrior. We said, uh, uh-uh, we're going to be the conduit. We're going to be the filter that people come to for the real shit. That's not going to provide a false sense of confidence whenever you, if you ever, God forbid, get in a situation that is, you know, where your life is on the line. Excellent. So you guys decided then to kind of dive deep into what real world self-defense was about. So I imagine that when you decided to do that, um, you kind of had to take a little bit of a step back from some of the traditional martial arts in the sense that, uh, you know, like you were, you were mentioning earlier, you know, some forms and, you know, two-step sparring and things like that, that for the most part are not pragmatic, right? They're not practical for the street. Uh, and we can have an entire different conversation uh, on, on that topic about what reality-based training is and obviously what true combatives, street-oriented combatives is all about. So yeah. what you have in that magazine is basically the essence of raw self-defense. Am, am I correct? Yeah. So I mean, it it encompasses everything self-defense, not just the training itself, but the awareness factors, which is one thing that it's, it's the number one thing that all the people that we, 
we interview it and talk to it's, it's the very first thing that they talk about is awareness and if you've gotten into if you've gotten into a self-defense situation they all say unanimously that you've messed up a hundred times you know before that mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's but it but it's not just it's not just that you know if you have a six-year-old lady walking down the street and she has her purse there and a guy comes up and robs her or a guy comes up and tries to attack her in some way, just physically she's not going to be able to handle herself. Probably. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some freakish 60-year-old women out there. But for the most part, they're going to need some sort of tool to help them. And in our last issue, we, we featured products like you know, a tactical pen. You know, do you need a tactical pen? Does it need to be tactical? Probably not, but. My brothers, just a quick break in the action here. Just want to remind you that every Friday I bring to you the warrior log completely off the cuff, completely unstructured. Basically it's me on fire, motivating you and inspiring the hell out of you. You're going to love that show. Take a listen every single Friday. Also, if you have not watched our documentary yet, Go check it out at forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. All right, gentlemen, let's get right back into it. This, these are the these are the things to to get you thinking about what you can carry with you. And so we we go through a laundry list of those. And <clears throat> beyond that, we talk about the law of self defense. We uh, I just interviewed a. I, I won't spoil the surprise. I, I can tell you after the podcast. Uh, <clears throat> but I'll swear you to secrecy. <laughs> and um, uh, this 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 guy is 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 one of the top, if not the top, uh, guys in the law of self defense. So so we talk about that, and then we talk about uh, or we we feature uh, experts on you know how to arm your home. So it's not just it's not just the training in terms of physical; it's the training in terms of mental and and the environment that's around you and, and understanding it. Very good. So it, basically, it's living a warrior lifestyle. You know, mindset, uh, absolutely honing your spirit. You know what I call field dominion, which is you know dominating your field, whatever task you might be in. You know. It, uh, self-defense it's not just about defending yourself is like you said you know basically being aware and you know at times I mean I can say from past experience and, and from teaching and, and understanding the concept of reality-based combat you know at times we as individuals we kind of go through life and we you know lower our guard man we we lower you know, our, our head at times, we might be involved in other things that kind of take our awareness. And unfortunately, that's when fucking, you know, knock, knock on wood comes and Murphy's Law strikes. And the next thing yes. you know, you're fighting for your life. So, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, self-defense overall is not just defending yourself. It's an entire way of life. You know, I, that's that's I believe that with everything in me. Oh, absolutely. Me, too. And. <clears throat> You know, it's it's not just about yourself. I mean, it's about taking responsibility for those around you, as as you pretty much just described there. It's it's about <clears throat> what I'll I'll jump to one of the the latest uh, warriors that we interviewed. Uh, he goes as the professor uh, Matt Larson, who is uh, known as the uh, father of modern army combatives. I just I love I love what he he uh, he says, and you know we wrote the article on it, uh, becoming the warrior in the room. 
And it's so true. It's, it's so true because we all have that capacity to, to be that person, but it takes certain qualities and it takes a certain resolve to commit to that. And it doesn't happen overnight. And he talks about if something bad happens, whether it's here or there, what, do, what are you going to do? Are you going to be that person that runs the opposite way? Are you going to be that warrior in the room who takes responsibility for the lives of others? Or if it's just yourself and you're going to go towards that danger and you're going to solve the problem and ultimately lives are going to be saved. And if you think about that from a, from, you know, on, you know, on a big scale, if we have not just one warrior in the room, but two and three and four, and you get these mass shootings and, and you get these, <clears throat> uh, you know, any type of uh, attacks, you know, you're going to have higher probability of saving lives. And Warriors Magazine wants to bring you, our mission is to bring you warriors like Matt Larson and, and, and the rest that we've, that we've interviewed to become that, that warrior in the room. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm with that, man, becoming that hard target, becoming that individual that doesn't really have to talk too much. It's just, you know, owning your walk, owning your breath, owning your vision, right? You are completely aware of your surroundings and you know when the shit goes down, you got an active shooter coming in or a situation where, where you're having just some freak of nature stabbing people or for that matter, even you get a domestic next to you where the guy stands up and shebang, he draws a knife, he draws a firearm. You know, you are in the way of that bullet. You are in the way of that knife slash, right? You got to be able yes. to react. And more importantly, and this is a, the, a key component, man, and, and it's not just you, right? It's knowing there's a big difference between defending your life and defending the life of others. Humongous. Oh, right? yeah. So yes. we, we don't, a lot of times we train just on focusing on defending our little box, right? Our little bubble. But the reality is that if you're with a loved one, with a girlfriend, with your wife, with your kids, you know, the tactics, techniques, and even the entire concept of motion is different. Um, so, it, it, it really takes a warrior, uh, a guy that has the innate ability and the innate desire to be able to hone his spirit and hone his mindset, his mindset along with skills to be able to get to that level. And we can sit here and talk and for, for hours. And, you know, the bottom line here is when everything is said and done, Travis, um, you know, magazines like yours that put it in you know in front of people that individuals could read it could absorb that information even if it is a little bit even if they take one or two key things from there that they can kind of drop into their toolbox and they can whip out when they need to I'm not going to say that if you haven't practiced it it's 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 going to work because in reality we're all going to fall back to you know our lowest level of training when the shit hits the fan but at the very least, to have something. And I like that, man. I like that you're putting it in front of people. And I think you have, I think you'll be, you're going to be very successful because there is a need for that self-defense knowledge. Talk to me a little bit about when you, I mean, you're, when you're out there in the world, okay? And because I got to believe that if you're involved in the magazine, you're living this life, right? Oh, uh, you're, you're 100%. Not, 
so glad you said that because right. I am I am the exact person that we're trying to target. I, I'm not an expert in any of this, and I fully admit that. But I, I don't want to jump your question there. I'll let you continue first. So when you're out there, I mean, you are you're living this life, right? So it, it's you are 29 years old, and yes. I like that the fact that you're you know you're a young guy. You're kind of like that bridge between the old school and new school. And yes. Um, what are you seeing out there with, say, the millennial generation or the younger generation that is basically walking around with their head on their phones, completely unaware of what their surroundings and completely has no fucking clue on what to do if the shit were to hit the fan? Uh, this this is a topic that I'm just I'm so. I don't know if passionate is is the right word because because that that's like a positive thing, but I f- I fucking hate it. Man. It's <laughs> it's uh, I I I I tell people all the time like I I, I work you know my, my my day job as well you know I, I work with cardiac patients who who are in, in some of the worst positions you can imagine in life, and you know I I treat them with the utmost respect because it's about them, but they're my elders. You don't, you don't see that in, in my generation. And I'm, I'm fucking ashamed, man. I'm, I'm ashamed to, to be a part of this generation. I, but, but as we, we talked about earlier, I, I just refuse to, to be a part of it. So instead of complaining about it, you know, I'm trying to do something about it. And this, this is certainly one way. And I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to be the, the, you know, the one person that to change it or anything, but if I can get 10 other people to listen to this podcast or a hundred or a thousand and, you know, the switch gets turned like, Oh crap. Oh shit. I'm, I'm one of those people. Like, no, not anymore. I mean, I, I look around and I, <clears throat> I see my peers, they're at a doctor's office or they're standing in line and they're on their phone and I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm one of those people, but it's not all the time. I have it in check. And when it's family time, it's family time. You put the cell phone down. Because what, what I'm getting at is that I believe the root cause of this fucking epidemic of terribleness in my generation is family or lack thereof. And it all starts there, in my opinion. I Like I said, I, I grew up in a, in a family that wasn't messed up. There was no drugs. There was no alcohol. My parents stayed together. I understand now how, <clears throat> how few and far between that is. And I'm grateful for that. But I could have easily taken my life in a different direction and, and not appreciated it. it. It comes down to others around you setting a good example and following that. But the problem is, too, is that the standard in our society is unconscionably low. And there's too much tolerating of shit. There's too much. <clears throat> and, you know, we could go into the politics about the whole NFL thing of, of kneeling down and, and all that, but I'm not going to get into that. I, I just... <clears throat> I believe in being respectful to those older than you, to those younger than you, because you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. 
And I try to live that. And I wish my, I just pray to God that my peers hear this, hear others talk about it. And the light switch goes off, but that comes back to that warrior mentality. And it's just a soft, weak, entitled generation. You hear that word entitled a lot, but I I'd like to really push the soft and weak because when shit hits the fan and our generation goes to war, you know, God forbid, I don't have faith in people my age to, to hold their own. You know, they're not Spartan warriors. They're just not. I'm not saying I am, but I'm certainly trending in the right direction. And I think that's what people need to take from this is start changing who you are, what you tolerate, raise your fucking standard, warrior up. So let me ask you another question here. When it comes to the self-defense aspect and me, from my point of view, you know, I own a, a training center and uh, what I've seen, man, over the last whatever, eight, ten years is the fact that that 17 I want to say 18 to 23, 24 age bracket. They don't really give a shit about self-defense. You know what they want to do? They want to go and do some type of competitive um, martial art as far as, you know, whether it be, you know, jujitsu to get trophies, um, you know, out in some, some of these tournaments that they have or some type of uh, different type of competition, uh, whether whether it be competitive karate or competitive taekwondo, but they don't focus on the self-defense aspect because I've been told before by these individuals that eh, they don't really think they need it or they're going to rise up to that occasion or to that incident because, you know, their competitive skills are going to take over and they're going to dominate. And I call bullshit across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big what, time. what are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are 100% agreeance, and, and I can actually speak from experience. I, I grew up in, in these competitions, and and I, I love Taekwondo. I appreciate the art, and there's a lot of great things. That's that's my foundation, and that's one art. You know, you, you mentioned jujitsu and judo, all, all these different arts are the, are the same thing. You go to competition, but what people need to understand is these arts were not created. They were not created for sport. They were all 100% created for self-defense. And the evolution of martial arts has grown into sport. So what I would say to them is, great, do you want to compete? I'm not going to tell you not to compete. I did that. I, I competed and, you know, within the last, you know, couple of years is, you know, I, I stopped for, for a variety of reasons, but I would say, don't stop doing that because it's a way to have fun. Sure. You're, you're still involved in martial arts, which is a plus, but also take a step back and understand that that type of training is not real world training. It is a sport. It is not self-defense. It is not going to save you. And it's 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 going to provide – what it does is it, it provides a false sense of confidence to people. And then they go around walking around like badasses. And I and I know for, from my own experience, I I would win competitions, not that I was some you know great competitor or anything. But when I would win, I, I would walk around with you know 
a, you know, a stiffer back. The chest was popped out and I'd, I'd feel good. I, I, you know, like I, I, I could take that guy. I could take that guy. It's just, I feel like that's just a guy's mentality. You look around and say, all right, who could I take? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was me about two, three years ago, up to about two, three years ago. But if, if you allow me, I'll just tell just a, a short story uh, from an experience about a year ago. Um, I, I went to a course in Virginia and this was held by the one and only uh, Tim Kennedy. And whenever I reached out to him, I, I, I asked to interview him and, and learn about him and, and see what he does. And he invited us down to his course. So we went to his course and I expected just to capture everything. And he pulls me out in the room and he goes, he goes, well, now that you're here, why don't you just take it? Why don't you just take the course? And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like I, I wasn't <laughs> mentally prepared for this. You know, I, I just, I just want to capture what you do, man. I, you know, he's like, no, 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 you're going to, you should take the course. You should take the course. I, I said, okay. All right. So thank God I brought my, you know, my uh, pistol with me and, you know, uh, half, half the course was, was, uh, was on shooting and the other half was on combatives and, and they both complement each other. Uh, but, but what I'm getting at is that this experience was just unbelievably humbling. And I believe everyone should experience something like that sooner rather than later. It was, I'm going to be honest, it was salty. It was close to $1,000 to do it. Now, I wasn't going to do it as a participant, so uh, I only did it for one day. The other day I did the interviews, but uh, that, that first day, you know, of course, we, we, paired, we paid our share and everything, but it was, God, it was, I don't know if it was like 11 hours of training with a short lunch break in between, but you're mentally being overwhelmed with stuff that you just thought you already knew. And it just opens up your eyes to, you know, the more you come to know, the more you realize you don't know. And that right there is exactly why these people who are in competitions, they're, they, they just don't get it because they haven't, they haven't reached out to, what they don't know yet because they don't want to know. And I think that's the problem. So that's what I would say to them is say, man up, realize that you don't know shit, go out there and learn from someone better because there's always somebody better. Always. Absolutely. And not only that, you can learn from other people, you know, different methods, you know, you're all, you know, being humble doesn't, you know, should never knock you down an ego. You know, everyone's going to have ego. You're going to be good at what you're good at. But I'm a big believer, man, that in the end, it's not the martial art, but the martial artist, right? It's that person that is going to go out there and train, and they're going to hone their mind. They're going to hone their body. They're going to hone their spirit. That's what it's all about. You know, when I bring guys into some of my courses, when we do a lot of our force-on-force courses, I bring all sorts of people in. I'm talking about high-level individuals from different martial arts, uh, MMA guys, uh, jiu-jitsu guys, uh, you know, all karate guys, you know, wrestlers. And we put them 
in situations, you know, and our courses are very similar to what you were talking about. They're, you know, usually 10 hour courses, small break, and we're just pounding and pounding, especially our knife fighter courses. Uh, and, and sometimes we'll combine them with knife fighter and gunfighter and force on force. So it, it's very, very heavy weighted. But we put these individuals in very difficult situations. And the idea, man, is fighting out of them and getting to a position when you're going to be victorious, that you're going to win out. It's that mindset, right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, and you get these guys that are been training martial arts for, you know, 35, 40 years, and then they're, they start questioning, you know, what their martial art, it, it, was it the martial art that, they're, that they learned all their life, or is it just the way that they were training? So there's where the confusion lies, man. And I'm a big believer in competition. I think competition is good. I think sparring is good. There's nothing wrong with it. I think you learn a lot of skills that um, you cannot learn without that com competition and that competitive edge. On the flip side, please understand, like you said earlier, competition is not reality. I don't give a shit if you're an MMA fighter and you've been training, you know, you have 50 fights, you're 50 and zero. The bottom line, and this has happened in the past, um, in the world that I live in, when the dark world of fucking fighting in the street and, uh, you know, taking bad, bad guys that want to fucking take your life down and being in fights for my life and being in situations that have been fucking hairy as a motherfucker. And I could tell you that, you resort back to your lowest level of training, but if you hone that skill, your mindset, man, will fucking win out. And, uh, you know, when, it, when we talk about the martial art that you're training, I'm a big believer that you should stick to one or two, not necessarily jump around all over the place. Yes. There's such thing as integrating concepts, maybe tactics, techniques, a little bit of a philosophy from here and there, and integrating it into your base. Problem is that younger guys, what they're doing is hopping around from one school to another to another. By the time you know it, you know, they have very little skill on 33 different martial arts. Yeah. And in reality, you're not going to be able to apply that when the shit hits the fan. And, and the same thing, unfortunately, we have a mentality also where jiu-jitsu now reigns supreme over the last decade, 15 years, you know, uh, you know, going to the ground. And don't get me wrong, I've trained jiu-jitsu very, very heavily, and I'm a big judo guy. Uh, groundwork, I believe in it. I am all about it. However, it is not always the ground that we have to worry about. All right, yes. that is a part that is, a, and we, when we also hear, um, and I'm going to let you talk now with your opinion on this, we also hear about every fight goes to the round, well, goes to the ground. Well, I'll tell you this much, uh, my research does not indicate that. All right, my research over the last 10 years, I have studied over 500 different situations on the street and incidents, and they don't all just immediately go to the ground they wind up in the ground but a lot of times when they wind up in the ground somebody's fucking cut up somebody's pretty much out of commission by the time they hit the ground so my point in hand is you have to train other skills that is just wrapping somebody up and taking them to the ground because a lot of these self-defense situations guess what it's not just one person you're dealing with multiple fucking attackers and that's right. it right there 
so yeah, that, that, that's it right there. I mean, it's, it's not just one person usually. And, <clears throat> you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, you defend against one person. Okay. And then another person comes in and you defend against that person. And then maybe there's a third person. You, you just don't know. You, you just don't know. And so training one situation or, or training, you know, one skill set, one art just is not reality. It's, it's just not reality. I mean, it, it's always going to be a mix, but I agree. I mean, mastering one or two arts is all you're going to be able to do. I think mastering anything in life, you're only going to be able, able to master one or two things because it requires so much discipline, focus, and energy that, you know, any, <clears throat> you know, any um, uh, detour from that is just going to take away from, you know, maximizing, uh, you know, that, that mastery. So, I hear you. And, and, and I get pissed off when people come and they tell me, hey, you know what? I've been training 10 years in, you know, whatever, kickboxing, and I just want to drop it and start doing what you're doing. I'm like, dude, don't ever do that. You put time in it. OK, you could come and train here and kind of, you know, start integrating this and seeing what. But don't whatever you've learned that's effective and you've put your time and your heart and your sweat and your blood behind it, you know, is a tool you know use that toolbox man and more importantly there is only a few methods to fight all right we can only punch so many ways we can only kick so many ways we can only choke so many ways we can only wrap people up so many ways so the reality in you know the difference between one martial art and the other is not that much it's just a philosophy Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, there's there's only so many ways that you can defend against a rear naked choke. There's so many, so many ways you can defend against a knife attack and everyone's trying to come out with their own way. And that's the fucking problem is that there 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 is only a handful of ways that work. And we're trying to find and seek out the people, the warriors that have been through this, trained in it and have actually experienced it themselves or someone that they've trained, experienced it. And we want to bring that to people who are just easily taken in by these, you know, self-proclaimed gurus of self-defense. And we're trying to filter out the bullshit and bring in what really works. And ultimately, we're giving them a snapshot, as I said earlier. But ultimately, what we want is to bring people to our magazine, get interested. There's not a lot of interest necessarily. Get it, Get interested. Learn understand a little bit, read our columns. There's a fitness column. There's a nutrition column. That's all part of the warrior lifestyle. And <clears throat> all these things add up to become your own, your own warrior. You know, you don't necessarily have to become the ultimate warrior. I think they're one in a billion, but, but, but living that lifestyle, j just like I shifted, you know, that anyone's capable of that because I thought that I was not a badass or anything like that, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I left that weekend telling my wife, I'm not the man I thought I was. And I, I wrote the article from that course on Tim Kennedy and the other instructors, which uh, just so happened to be uh, Matt Larson and uh, Marshall Luton was the uh, firearms instructor uh, from, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. But um, their, <clears throat> their passion Getting to these courses is the ultimate goal. Our magazine is the conduit to that because 
I, I, I know you agree with this. There's, there's nothing that can replace that hands-on training and learning. But even if you get to one course in a lifetime, I am telling you, who, if you're listening to this, it shifted my entire mindset. It shifted my entire philosophy on life. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I love America, but I became so unbelievably patriotic after that course, just from being around uh, a warrior like Tim Kennedy and the other instructors. And <clears throat> uh, just a just a quick story there: when we were we were rolling on the ground with the combative section, uh, just to kind of go back to what we're talking about of thinking you know, but you really don't. Uh, I I grew up. Um, like I said in, in Taekwondo, so kicking has been my my thing, stand up. Uh, you know, so I've been working on my weakness, which is ground game, and so I do a little jujitsu once a week. It's it's not a lot, and th- and that's the reality because I'm a, I'm married, just bought a house, I have Warriors Magazine going on, I got a kid on the way. This this is just the way life is. That's the reality of it, but. I make time for the things that are important in my life and everyone should make time for that a priority. And so, and so in this course, just, just briefly, I'll just describe the situation. Uh, you know, at at the very end, after we went through all the drills and everything at the very end, we did like two or three minute rounds and it's, it's the very last round before, you know, we huddled up, you know, and closed out the session today. And, you know, Tim Kennedy's rolling beside me with somebody and this, this guy, uh, you know, I pull guard on him and I go for a triangle and jujitsu, a triangle was very effective. Yes, but this is not jujitsu. This is not sports. Jujitsu is, is something that they hammered on us. And that was like, and, and I wrote this right in the article. So it's, it's, it's nothing that like I'm saying that I haven't put out there. I'm not that way. Um, he looks over in the middle of his match and said, is that a triangle? And I just kind of stared at him. <laughs> And like, you know, my heart sunk. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> they didn't. He's like, did we teach you that? And I said, no. He said, then don't fucking do it. And my mindset at the time was almost 100% embarrassment and just shriveling up to nothing because, you know, the most badass man I've ever met just made me feel like crap. That is one way of certainly thinking about it. But the other thought is he's trying to make me better. He is the instructor trying to instill in me the right way to survive when your life depends on it. So we followed up and I apologize and all this stuff. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm just intense. He's like, I just want you to know that, you know, the triangle is not a bad move, but it wasn't, it's necessarily the right move there. And, and he went on to further explain it. He says, if you do that to me, I'm going to pick you up and fucking slam you. And so when I train at home, and someone puts a triangle on me, I automatically pick them up and say, I'm going to fucking slam you. And it's, it's so true because you know, a lot of times you're not out in the, you know, you're out in the street or, you know, on rocks or pavement and such. No doubt about it. No, absolutely. Not on a mat. Absolutely. And, and, and that's exactly, you know, one of my, um, one of my courses, uh, we had another guy from a magazine come do one of our courses a few years back. And, um, 
basically it was the same thing situations where you're on the ground you know very similar to that and you know you're you're they're fighting and they're trying to use different types of submissions that in reality in competition might be valid but on the street are not specifically when now you are in hot fucking concrete you're in situations where the ground could be unstable uh you are in maybe in the middle of the street you might have other people around you this guy might have a knife you don't know or have a weapon on him you just you don't know and being in situations like that literally on the ground in the darkness waiting for my backup to get there it seems like hours I got some guy in a fucking you know a, a submission movement and he's struggling and I'm trying to do my best to either keep him there keep the hand away from the gun it's it, it takes a lot of focus, but I will tell you this. At the end of the day is, again, we go back to training, honing your mind, honing your body, and honing your spirit. If you can line those up, you're going to have an opportunity to survive a real shitty situation. And, you know, it, it's, you know learning from great instructors and getting motivated and then well i hate that word i hate motivation i think it sucks you got to get inspired <laughs> right so right, you go right. out there you get inspired by what you see what you feel the energy it's all fucking great but when you turn that fucking light switch on and all of a sudden you know it flickers three or four times and you're good you can see and all of a sudden bam it goes to darkness and it's you and the bad guy you and somebody that's coming to hunt you down that evil fucking predator that's going to hunt you down and hunt your family down i promise you one thing what you're going to get out of any of these courses is the time that you put in after these courses Right. Not the not the training that you did in these courses is what you took home and you practiced and you kept on honing and you, you know, you obviously continued getting stronger and increased your mindset, strengthening that mindset and that spirit, man, that in my in my opinion, that is king above all. All right. Got another question for you and maybe you can answer this. Um, I mean, why do you feel that the generation nowadays why do you feel that there's an issue with them coming into a martial arts school and really putting the time in and really dedicating themselves to that? It's a good question. I, <clears throat> I think it's a combination of things. I think their priorities are messed up either because social media has shaped their, their mind that way um, or, or what's coming from home. I, I think it all starts from leadership or lack thereof and mentors in your life and getting around the right people <clears throat> and, and doing the right things. And I think people of my generation, they don't want to work hard. And when you hear the word warrior, you know, a, a lot of qualities come to mind and all of them are earned. They're not given. And people in my generation want things given to them. They don't want to work hard. And the, the irony of that is all good things in life come from hard work and come from sacrifice and <clears throat> come from failure. 
And I think my generation is so soft and so weak as a whole, not everybody, but as a whole that they're afraid. They're, they're afraid to take risks and they're afraid to do what's in their heart and just try, just, just go out there and, and try and, and, <clears throat> and do it with passion. But I, I think this, I, I honestly think that the shift with social media and technology, which our generation has created or at least evolved to a, a whole nother level is, um, you're seeing the result of, of that whenever, you know, people were in their, their phones the whole time. I mean, speak about from a self-defense situation, your, 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 your face is buried in your phone. That's, that's one bad thing right there. But from, you know, uh, a human being perspective, I mean, there's, there's just no, there's a lack of communication and people don't know how to form relationships. It's, I, I really think that is one of, of two root causes and the, and the other being uh, lack of family. But I, I think that our, our generation just does, I, I think they're, they're scared when they hear the word warrior or anything related to that because it requires hard work and a commitment. And- well, I'm, I'm glad to see that guys like you, Okay, are stepping up to the forefront and leading this generation with a warrior mindset, with a positive way uh, about them, with a positive uh, flow to what they need to do each and every day to get better, man. I mean, that is uh, that is king right there. That is so important. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. All right. Yes. What is your definition of a modern day warrior? I'm, I'm so glad you asked that because <clears throat> I think I, I, I don't think there's any one right answer, but it's it's something that that I've often thought about and I'm still always thinking about. And it's actually a question that that we often ask the uh, the men and women that that we interview, and, and I do that because I want I want to know what's in, in their mind and try to shape my my life that way as well so my definition is kind of modified from a few that that i've heard <clears throat> not that i don't have my own opinion on things it's just it kind of goes hand in hand with with what we've been talking about you know learn from people who have been there and done that and have those qualities and then just model it do the same thing so with that being said my definition of a warrior is is simple actually it to me it is someone man or woman or child willing to sacrifice his or her life for another without hesitation. And I emphasize without hesitation because that means that you have committed to yourself and resolved within yourself that this is the way it's going to be. There is a problem. I am going to be the one to solve it. If there isn't a way, if I can't find the way, I'm going to fucking make the way. And the cool part about that is there's always a way. And it's, it's the awesome. winning mentality, never giving up. But it's about sacrificing your life. And it doesn't have to be necessarily taking a bullet for someone and physically dying. It could mean that... <clears throat> That woman who that that divorced uh, mother of five who's working three jobs 
and you know cooking breakfast lunch and dinner and and still coming home and, and being a mother and maybe she's battling breast cancer or something you know it's you know she's sacrificing her time her energy her anything that matters to her for her children and so i just want to be clear about that that it's not necessarily sacrificing your life per se but giving up what matters to you and what you want to do for others very good i love it very very good all right buddy so talk to me about where people can subscribe to your badass magazine yes sir so it's it's very easy warriorsmagazine.com that's warriors with an s warriorsmagazine.com and you go on, it'll come right to the home page, and we always have our current issue readily available. It's 100% free. Uh, it's it's currently a bi-monthly uh, digital publication, so right now it's only online. You just simply enter in your email. It comes right up on your computer or your mobile device, and <clears throat> we're also on Instagram, at Warriors Magazine, Facebook, I believe we have a Twitter account, but we don't really use it. So focusing on Instagram and Facebook, we're pretty active there. Uh, if, if you're interested in our back issues, I know I touched on uh, warriors like Tim Kennedy and and uh, Marshall Luton, Matt Matt Larson. We've we've worked with uh, Kevin Seaman, um, Danilo Villafort, who's a founding member of the Black Zillions. Uh, he and his father, and then um, <clears throat> our inaugural issue with uh, Grandmaster Jungsu Park. And uh, last but not least, uh, SDS Concepts with uh, Peter Weckoff from uh, Austria. Uh, those are, and, and I'm sorry, James Williams is our, is our current issue. If you're interested in any of those back issues, um, we are going to be launching our premium membership where you can, where you can access those for a super cheap price. Uh, it's, it's not our focus by any means. Uh, we're, we're learning ourselves to, to live a, a, a warrior a lifestyle, and we're just trying to get that message out to as many people as possible as well. I love it. I love it. For our listeners, I'm going to put the uh, link over on our show notes, and uh, I want you guys to go out there, grab, uh, you know, grab the link, click it, and absolutely absorb what's in this magazine. I've read a couple of issues, man, and uh, it's legit. Some very, very good stuff. Listen, Travis, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I got to tell you that you have a lot of good stuff, man. You have a great life ahead of you. Um, you're a warrior-minded man, and I love that. Uh, that that's, it's all about you know staying the course, all about living the warrior lifestyle, and you have stepped up and you have done that, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time, and thank you very much for having me. And of, of course, representing our, our crew, at Warriors Magazine, on your podcast—it's—it's it's a real honor, sir. Thank you. All right, brother. Stay safe out there. Yes, sir. There you have it—a great conversation with Travis. I'm going to put the link to the website where you can subscribe to the Warriors Magazine on our show notes. Go do it. It is a phenomenal magazine. All right, for you newbies. If you have not done so already, go give us a follow. Show us some love on Instagram at Man of War with two R's. Also, grab your free manual at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. And last but not least, stop by the Warrior Development Academy. Right now it is on fire. I'm telling you straight up, we got hundreds of warrior-minded men just like yourself transforming their lives for themselves, for their families, and of course, for society. 
All right, gentlemen, until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.